And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are doing absolutely wonderful today, and I'm excited to be with you. Uh, this is Ted, obviously, and Austin's not going to be with us today. He's vacationing, so I'm happy for him and his family. They got away. Now, today, I want to go into detail on some stuff that I normally don't cover on this show, but I want to go into real, how should I say, depth on how they're really depopulating the planet and the different things they're doing, including the GMOs and the chemtrails and the fluoride and, of course, the COVID shot and all the things that they're doing as far as with the mRNA vaccine and how it's deteriorating the human genome and destroying our DNA. But, you know, we got to understand something very quickly. You know, a country, if it's going to maintain a constant population, can feed its people most of the time. And if, if, if they don't maintain a constant population, you know, they're going to have to resort to war and resources and acquisition to feed the people. Now, you know, there was a book that was written years ago, and it was by Hitler. It was the second book, and it was called basically uh, The Unfinished Book by Hitler or whatever it was. And it talked about Lebensraum and how the German people had to expand their population, had to expand their borders to increase the ability to create food and produce food for the people that were there. And I thought that was a pretty interesting book. I read part of it. And, you know, his first book, Mein Kampf. I couldn't get through it. It was more of the ramblings about communism and what was going on after World War II and the Versailles Treaty and all the rest of it. But, you know, the reality is, is that, you know, Lebensraum or the ability to feed the individual population is very, very important. And that's what the globalists are really obsessed with. They don't want to exceed the parameters of the population as far as the ability to feed the population with extended complete growth across the entire planet. They're afraid that we're going to have just like a locust swarm is going to come in and just decimate the planet. Now, we are far from that. You know, there are areas of this country that are still unbelievably desolate. There's nobody there. A lot of it could be farmland. A lot of it could be used. A lot of it could be used as far as to stop the urban sprawl in major cities, but they don't see it that way. You know, they moved us into the population centers over 100 years ago with the Industrial Revolution, and then we started shipping the food into the industrial through the Industrial Revolution on, on trucks and trains to feed the people inside of the cities. And we left the agrarian culture we had been for hundreds of years and turned into a city culture in which people would live in the cities or live in major towns and major warehouses and major factories, and it would allow them to produce enough revenue to feed themselves, and they could buy the store-bought food. And that's where we found ourselves right now in the United States. But a lot of times, people will have to resort to wars to feed the people. This is going to be because it's simply called resource acquisition. That's what Rome did. Rome kept going more and more and more and more about expanding its borders. And you know, it, the primary rationale is basically to get back to land that you know they needed from other warring tribes that had taken their land back or whatever, you know. But if every company, if every country stabilizes population, it feels that it could be it could be at peace and, it could, and there would have to be any war. That's the pipe dream that they come up with. That's what they say. We're not going to have war anymore if we stabilize our population if we can maintain zero population growth and have the population of the planet of 500 million. That's a fairy tale. As long as we have people who disagree with other people, we're going to have factions get started. Look at the Shiites, Shiites, and the, you know the Sunnis and the Shiites, and all the rest of these people in the Muslim races and the and all the different sects of Judaism and all the different denominations of Christianity and how they fight. People are going to fight no matter what, and they're going to build feels that they've been done wrong. They're going to want to go into war. Yeah, so that's the thing that they try to tell us, you know, way back when that we have to stabilize this. You know, look at the ancient, look at ancient Rome. You know, we had the gladiators, and you know, we had all the crazy stuff that happened with Rome, and, and we couldn't realize how cruel they could be, how they could fight to the death in colosseums. Well, same thing Hitler and Stalin did. You know, you know, you, when you allow these types of behaviors to happen, they expand greatly. But modern society is just as cruel, if not more cruel. Think about it for a sec, second. The new world order today has marked mankind for slaughter. Look what's happening in Gaza. 
Look what's happening, you know, you know, and, you know, it happened in Afghanistan. Look what's happening in the Ukraine. All of these people are out there being killed. Look what happened with the 50,000 deaths that we had in the Vietnam, Vietnamese war and with Vietnam. We had the, all these people were out there die for the sake of the globalists. You know, the, of course, the using the excuse of managing global population, you know, massive death programs are underway right now in the United States and all over the world. We're the victims of the covert depopulation policy that seeks to reduce the population to a, quote, sustainable level of approximately 500 million. That's the goal. And, you know, in today's broadcast, we're going to talk to you about how it's being done and what your family can do to not allow yourself to become a statistic. And all of this stuff is being done to us right now by the international Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of St. Banking cartels working in conjunction with the blood fallen families and secret societies like the Bilderberger Group or the Committee of 300, etc. The primary method they are using are chemical and biological agents and vaccines to undermine human fertility, sexuality, and immune systems, as well as a variety of psychosocial economic methods to subvert the family unit. Now, I'm going to go into depth on that right now. Now, you know, I, I, I want you to understand what they're doing to us in this depth. Human fertility, let's increase the estrogen levels in the food. Let's make men's sperm counts go way down. Let's make sure we don't have zinc in the food so sperm counts go down even lower. Let's put women on you know, testosterone to make sure the estrogen go even lower so they can't ovulate anymore. Let's go ahead and attack the immune system. Let's promote, let's promote sexuality, you know, tw- twisted transgender and homosexual sexuality to people so they won't reproduce. All of these things are being done to us, and a lot of it was brought to us specifically from the Frankfurt School. The method used to control population growth has been dictated by the growth rate of the existing infrastructure in the development of the countries that are involved. These methods can either be imposed by force or have been adopted willingly by the population states and the leadership willingly. Starting in the 1960s, some say in the 1940s, most have relied on monetary assistance and expertise of the United Nations and the greater international community as far as maintaining growth and maintaining proper infrastructure. This includes the Rothschilds and the International Monetary Fund. China used the one-child policy, and India has basically covert sterilization going on, along with polio and all the other things they're doing with the vaccines to sterilize people and make them not want to reproduce. The U.S. and the NATO continues to have relied primarily on chemical sterilization, some covert, some right out in the open. You've got HPV vaccine. You've got the eugenics protocol with Darwinian groups. You have the immune system impairment that they're doing to us, particularly now with the COVID vaccine, in which the immune system gets so run down and so sick that people stay sick constantly. I cannot tell you how many people I have spoken to personally in the past year who took the vaccine, who have had one health problem after another health problem after another health problem after another health problem. It never, ever ends. Their immune systems are shot. That was the goal of that shot. The the, the bioweapon that was released wasn't the the flu. It had a low, low death rate, even though it had been modified. It just continued to change itself after it got into the ecosystem and wasn't as lethal as they wanted it to be. The bioweapon was the injectionable shot, the shot that was never tested properly. But I'm going to correct myself. That that shot was tested properly by DARPA. They knew what it was going to do. They knew what the death rate was going to do. They knew what the, how many people were going to die with it. They understood all of that, and that's why they released it. And that's why they're continuing to push it because it's all about this population reduction. And we understand that fluoridation was also used to make the masses sterile and infertile. You know, let's go to the Nazis for a second in concentration camps. You know, one of the one things they had to learn in the concentration camps is these camps were being used to manufacture munitions in many cases. And you couldn't have the people fighting all the time about, you know, not wanting to work. 
they didn't want to produce munitions for the Nazis because if they didn't produce munitions for the Nazis, the Nazis would probably lose the war. So they would sabotage it and they would not want to work, etc. So they had to find a way to make these people servile. And also they had to make them infertile. When you have hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people in concentration camps throughout Europe, you don't want them reproducing. You've got to find a way to sterilize them. And they found out that the people in these concentration camps were pretty smart because they were the ones that were standing up against Hitler to start with in most cases, including Jews and Christians and Muslims and who else ever else Hitler wanted to lock up political dissidents. And so what ended up happening is they didn't want them going out and you know telling the people about how bad Hitler was. So they had to find a way to drug them. Well, they learned very quickly that these inmates could not be forced to take pills. They would spit them back out, et cetera, et cetera. So what they did, they started putting fluoride into the water supply. And that fluoride in the water supply and the high concentrations that was being used made the inmates servile, which they were like servants, and made them infertile. And when you understand that, it starts to make more sense of why they did the drugs. That's why you see these people in many cases, even in many different wars, not just with World War II, where they'll line them up in a ditch and they shoot them. And they walk out to the ditch. They don't try to resist. They know they're about to get shot. But the reality is they're drugged into such a stupor that they don't really care at this point. And that's what they learned to do in both World War One, World War Two, you know, the Korean War, on and on and on it goes. If you drug the people into a stupor, they're compliant. And isn't that exactly what we've done here in the United States with the fluoride? We pump the fluoride into the water supply. We pump the fluoride into the toothpaste. We've pumped the fluoride into the mouthwash. And it never, ever ends as far as how much fluoride we're putting into the systems and into our bodies. And the sad part about it is it never, ever is going to end because this is the goal of the Frankfurt School to basically cause cultural Marxism in the United States to make us a communist nation. And secondly, it's also the goal of the Jason scholars from the 1940s and 50s. They were the richest, not they were the richest, they were the smartest people on the planet. And they said, we've got to reduce the population of the planet. That's what all this is back. It goes back to Darwinian theory, theory of evolution and eugenics, that basically the weaker people have to be taken out and the stronger ones get to survive. Is that what the COVID shot was all about? The stronger ones get to survive because they didn't take the shot? I don't know. It's going to be a weird situation. That's why we put together the spike protein survival kit. But we have to understand that this goes back all the way back into the Nazis. And in 1946, when we went into Dachau and these other concentration camps. They started putting – well, in 45, we went into the camps. But in 1946, they started putting it into tap water, and they started putting it into the milk, and they started putting it into the table salt. And this country has been poisoned now. Harvard says you can have a 20-point drop in IQ score if you put a child on fluoride formula with fluoride water and fluoride added to it. The other day I was at the pharmacy and I was getting some betadine solution. It was a scrubbing solution. And I was talking to the pharmacist and I started asking her questions about different types of chemicals in the food supply. She was, oh, well, this is important. These, these shots are important. And she sat there and just, well, she was so brainwashed. She simply could not understand it. She absolutely couldn't understand it. You know, we have a few wealthy nations in Northern Europe. They use dental plants to make sure that everybody gets a good dose of, you know, topical fluoride on a regular basis. We do that here in the United States, too, and people get their teeth cleaned. All of these things are about reducing our population by reducing our fertility and reducing our IQ points so we don't fight against us. This poison has been given to you under the lie that it prevents tooth decay. It's not, a, it's not simply a lie. This is a complete and total lie. This is rat poison, hydrofluorosilicic acid. It's it's. It's, it's unbelievable. Over a billion people right now get their water fluoridated in the United States. And, you know, this is a major issue with everybody that's happened throughout the world. Salt fluoridation is the second most popular method that's used in Latin America and through the Caribbean. You know, everybody needs salt, so you know you have to use it. So they start putting fluoride into the salt, and they make you realize that this 
is going to be something that they're going to put into you, whether you want to take it or not, because you have to buy the salt. I've got friends of mine who were missionaries down in Ecuador. They said all salt has fluoride added to it. They said they have to bring their own salt with them from the United States for their food rather than the use of salt down there when they were missionaries. A few years ago, I was at, you know driving through Utah, and there was a great salt lake, and there were all these drying ponds, and the air was completely loaded with chemtrails, dumping aluminum into the salt. And so what we end up happening is you end up with aluminum, fluoride, glyphosate, you know, all of this stuff, the toxic trio in our water supply and in our food supply. There's a billion pounds of glyphosate that is used annually, and we have fluoride insecticides. One of them is called cryolite, and it's sprayed on vegetables and grapes, and it's in wine if you drink wine. And sulfuryl fluoride is put on green beans and grains, and this causes a drop in IQ score. Let's not forget again the toothpaste and the dental problems associated with this. And the dentists who refuse to read the latest Harvard research – that you have a 20-point drop in IQ scores. To close the loophole of those folks who said no to fluoride you know, by drinking bottled water, starting around 1980, the BPA has been used in plastic bottles replacing glass, which is a fertility-depressing chemical inside of the water supply. It, you know, it's best, best phenol A. It's a xenoestrogen. Men's sperm counts are now down as much as 90%. Polycarbonates, BPA, basics, water bottles, you know, epoxy resins, all this stuff is loaded with bisphenol A. Bisphenol A is ingested when it gets leached into the bottled water and food. We carry our water in either you know, BPA-free plastic, which I try to do, but I, however, use primarily glass. I get these big apple jug glasses that's like a gallon of apple juice, and I will basically put distilled water into that, put a drop of colloidal silver in it, stops any kind of bacteria growth. And that's what I use all the time. Even the Voss bottles are pretty good if they're still glass. You know, almost everyone, you know, can basically, you know, almost every can that we have in the United States is lined with epoxy resins loaded with BPA. And, they, and this, this or, and when you get, plus you have organic chronic exposure, uh, you know, you know from, if, if you don't eat organic vegetables, you have chronic exposure from the vegetables and the BPA are in the bags of the, of the produce and, 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 the, and the vegetables. All of this stuff exposes you to more and more and more xenogender-bending estrogens. That's the that's the, what they're trying to do. You know, the, the ones who don't use BPA in their bags that I've been able to find, and this may be changed by now, are Amy's, Farmer's Market, Eden, Field Day, and Wolfgang Puck. Because you can actually get his cookware now that just is just all stainless steel, or it used to be. I'm not sure if it's still or not. This feminization is causing, you know, from canned food is aimed primarily at the urban and rural poor population who are more likely to eat canned soups, you know, getting more than their share of fertility reducing agents. It's all designed this way, guys. Since the population, you know, basically wants eugenics, you know, they want to reduce the population and they want to have better genes, they feel that the greater reduction of the poor is a desired outcome. This goes right back to, you know, to Darwin, to Sanger. To Hitler, to eugenics, to the New World Order, to the United Nations, to Klaus Schwab, all of this. They want to reduce the population of the poor and the people with low IQs. And then next, they spray aluminum oxide from geoengineering engineering and barium oxide, and that completely poisons people as far as the water supply and the food supply. We are literally being sprayed like bugs. Yeah, I believe that you know this is also causing the Morgellons things that we're having happen. That's happening all over the place. We talked about that in detail. That's all started back in the 90s. I remember years ago, they told us here in Florida, this is back in the 90s, they were having a Mediterranean fruit fly that was basically contaminating you know, citrus crops. And they decided to spray us like pestis, like bugs, and spray the entire population with malathion. And I mean, you think, well, wait a minute, did that really happen? Yes, I saw it. 
I remember they warned us the night before they did it. They were going to use DC three spray DC three planes there were fuel spraying planes and you not fuel spraying but pesticide spraying planes and they were going to fly over us at about a hundred feet and spray every house every car every person with a neurotoxin malathion and I thought they were joking and they said well, be careful in your area make sure you put the cars inside so this stuff doesn't get on the cars don't breathe the air I mean they're warning us there's pregnant women they're warning everybody that they're about to get sprayed with malathion I thought this is insanity. And sure enough, the next day, I hear the planes. Here come the DC-3s, you know, sweeping and doing a grid movement over our entire area. I ran inside, you know, turned off the AC, turned off everything so I'd have no circulation, have the air stay stagnant in the room so the stuff settled. I was amazed. And then finally, we had people come in and sue the state for doing this, and they stopped them via court order because they said, you know, you can't spray us like we're bugs. It's not okay. And so that's why they're poisoning us with everything they can. You know, we have to make sure we have the you have heirloom seeds, you know, that basically are GMOs. You know, a lot of people who have basically are farmers, they can't make money now using heirloom seeds. And they're being forced with Monsanto out of business because sometimes we have cross crop blow and some of this stuff gets into their crops and they say there's a break in their patent. You know, these agri plants buy up their land and then, and then they basically, you know, they're breaking the back of the organic farmers. And, you know, this causes the purchase of lumen resistant GMO seeds. And basically, chemical-resistant GMO seeds and glyphosate-resistant GMO seeds, when there's another, which is basically another form of insecticide. Remember, the aluminum particulates in the air, combined with the fluoride that you're drinking and being put into your body, this greatly increases fluoride toxicity, greatly reducing the human body's toxicity threshold level. In other words, aluminum fluoride is much more toxic than just fluoride. It's a deadly poison combination. That's why they do it. That's why they give you tin cans or aluminum cans to drink out of. That's why they spray you with aluminum from the air. It combines with fluoride to make it incredibly poisonous. So when municipalities basically want to give you water, their water is from ground sources. They use aluminum sulfate added to clarify the water, and then they put fluoride in the water. And it combines with the aluminum. So they're giving you aluminum sulfate and fluoride, which makes the fluoride much more dangerous and more deadly. This test was done using aluminum fluoride in the 1990s to see what would happen to lab rats. The problem was that 80% of the rats died before the end of the study from the aluminum and fluoride toxicity. There's a synergistic toxic action when the element, these elements are combined. This finding was made part of the Federal Register December the 4th, 2000. The news release appeared April 22, 1998 from the medical journal Brain Research, volume 784, 1998. You guys can read it yourself. Revealed that aluminum-induced neural degeneration in rats is greatly enhanced when the animals were given low doses of fluoride. The presence of fluoride enhanced the bioavailability of the aluminum, causing more aluminum to cross through the blood-brain barrier to become deposited in the brain. The aluminum levels in the brains were twice that of the control group. Are you listening to me? When you get exposed to this stuff, you have twice that of the control group. And guess what aluminum sulfate is added to? Most drinking water, again, to clarify the water so they can then fluoridate the water. And so all of this stuff is why I tell you I use a tablespoon of the magnesium brain food with the magnesium theonate in it every single day. And I try not to get myself exposed to this stuff, but I'm still breathing the air. And the air is still loaded with the you know, geoengineering particulate dust. And so I don't want to breathe any of this stuff in. I want to chelate it and pull it back out of my brain. Magnesium theonate has been shown to pull heavy metals back out of the brain. And that's why I use the magnesium brain food every day. And I combine it with the total rest, 
I take a full tablespoon of the magnesium brain food, and I put like a teaspoon of the total rest. I mix it up together. Heck, it tastes like Hawaiian punch. You put a little ice in it. It's actually very good. You think you really do that every single day. It's a lot of times if you guys come by the house, you'll, I'll ask you, you want to have, you know, this magnesium brain food, you know, with some total rest in it. And, you, and you, so everybody who's ever tried it loves it, absolutely loves it. So it's very, very important that we understand what they're doing to us. Poor countries do not have proper HCO treatment plants. Therefore, they cannot fluoridate the water. So they've got to put it in the salt and into the food. So they do other things. Salt fluoridation requires political input unless it's naturally occurring from the drying pond which you see then like we saw in the Great Salt Lake up in Utah. When they're drying the salt you know, for use for humans, it's going to be loaded with aluminum. Africa's political landscape is volatile and changing constantly, and they have largely resist- resisted political pressure to poison their people. That's why the eugenicists have gone after Africa using humanitarian causes such as tainted immune- immunizations, which replaced voluntary you know, leaders' cooperation, which requires the voluntary leaders' cooperation which they're happy to do that if they're getting immunized because they've been lied about that. If they can't stop pregnancy in Africa, they decided to increase the death rate. HIV was specifically created to kill babies in Africa. It, it really was. And, and, and you know, they, they deemed it necessary for the African citizens. You know, I remember um, years ago, I was in Kenya with Sharon. We were on safari. And I remember we were basically wandering around Kenya you know, we're in Nairobi and there were children everywhere. And in the medians on the highways, there were t- there were tents set up and campfires going and all these children in the meeting. I'm talking thousands of them. All right. And finally, our safari guide, his name was Richard. I asked him, I said, what in the world are all these children doing? He goes, oh, all their parents have died of HIV. They died of AIDS. They have no way to go, no place to go. They beg for food. And we don't know what to do because their parents are gone and they can't supply the needs for these children anymore. And it was sad. You know, Richard was an interesting guy. He was had part of his ear had been taken off supposedly by a cheetah that had swiped him with a claw. And uh, he's a nice guy. I really enjoyed him. And if you ever get a chance to go to Africa and go on safari, it's a great, great place to go. And it's really a lot of fun. But interesting about this is that, you know, the Ebola vaccines and stuff that they're working on now – you know, they're developed for the same purposes. You know, Dr. Francis Boyle, he wrote an extensive book called the Biological Treaty and authored the Biological Weapons Treaty. And he says that, you know, Fort Dredrick were, were principally involved in manufacturing of the Ebola vaccines in order to undermine the immune system. And then we also see that with remdesivir. And the remdesivir was stopped in the Ebola treatment because it was liquefying organs within a week. They introduced this Ebola vaccine into these areas in Africa, in Brazil and Haiti, to the World Health Organization, along with the smallpox immunization program, and the infection of over 90% in some African countries, less than 70% of all you know, deaths occurred in Africa, probably closer to 90%, were directly related to what they were doing to them, according to the research that I've read. Because of bad record-keeping in remote villages, it said that 1 million dead yearly in Africa, and close to 2 million are infected yearly. And it's not just to be infected with Ebola or infected with all these different kinds of chemicals. They're being systematically slaughtered, and we need to understand that. We have bioengineered flu viruses. That's exactly what we saw happen with H1N1. It's exactly what we saw happen with, you know, with, with, with the stuff that we just had come through here, you know, with, with these crazy vaccines they've given us. All this genetic engineering stuff has been happening. And you know, all this has been used to condition the public to take and put mandatory vaccines into their body. Look at the governor of California. He signed the draconian legislation years ago that basically removes religious vaccine exemption, forcing adults who basically want to not have their children get vaccinated to leave the state. 
It goes back to Galian dialectic, problem action solution. You know, you had a few cases a few years ago with Disney having some different types of diseases there, and now all of a sudden we've got to make sure all the kids are vaccinated. All of this stuff happens over and over and over, and we saw it with COVID. You know, they, they, they release a virus into the world. They release this virus, and then the virus basically takes off, and they have to figure a way to get rid of the virus, problem action solution, and that's the vaccine. And then what ends up happening is the vaccine then causes more damage and more death than the virus did. And it's so important that we understand this is one of they do. GMOs, genetically modified foods, are another thing that they're doing to us on a regular basis. And it's, it's you know, it, it, this is a very advanced weapon system. It's part of the eugenics program or the GMOs. They specifically target, you know, the, you know, the, the older and all populations that don't, you know, basically, you know, care about what they eat. Corn, candy, cotton, soybean, you know, all of this stuff has been laced with GMO. And it rots the gut. It rots and rots the gut. It's unbelievable what it does as far as gut problems. Europe and you know and and and, and mass unrest in the USA. It may be able to stop. Maybe it will stop these Monsanto Frankenfoods, but there, there's no point. Remember, Monsanto basically was being sued out of business because of all the poisons and all the twenty some odd cancers that were being caused by glyphosate. And so, what does Monsanto do? They get bought up by Bayer. Now, Bear basically has their, you know, whatever, hundreds or thousands of attorneys or whatever they have throughout the world working on all of these court cases and pushing them into the next millennium, I guess. I mean, they go for years and years and years and years while they continue to sell glyphosate. Now, the government knows that glyphosate is deadly. The government knows that glyphosate gets into the food. The government knows that corn and wheat is sprayed and soy is sprayed one week before it's harvested to make it basically dry out. To try to basically get it to get more and more brittled for the combines to work so you get a higher crop yield. And the government knows that this stuff stays in the food supply, but they don't care. The Laney Amendment back in the 70s said that you couldn't put anything into the food supply or any drug into the, into the basically into the general population that's been shown to cause cancer. That doesn't make any difference. These guys have so much political power with what they do as far as the money they give to Congress. They're not going to stop this. So it's up to us as individuals to come and say we're not going to do all this. We're not going to allow this to happen to us. And, you know, I remember years ago, I saw rats and pictures of them. You can still see them online. We have them posted at Healthmasters' website with giant tumors on the rats because they were basically poisoned by GMO foods because they were being given exclusively GMO food. You know, the, the, the advantage to all of this stuff, you know, with the eugenics, with this, when they supply the seeds to poor nations that basically are GMO seeds, they basically go in there for free. And then these things have terminator genes. In other words, you can't replant the corn that comes off of these terminator genes. So therefore, the people can only grow their own types of GMO food in their own countries. And eventually, they lose their original seeds. This is important that we maintain these. Again, the United Nations assumed control of population control as early as the 1960s. Remember, the United Nations is a Rothschild organization that was put together after the League of Nations fell and after World War II was over with. The United Nations is absolutely corrupt to the core, you know, and it's been looking for more ways, more humane ways to kill us. You know, then they forced psychosocial ways to destroy the families, to break up our families, to stop reproduction, making it difficult and, you know, undesirable to have children. You know, this is what they've done. They pushed this. You know, you know they do. They pushed it towards the low-income families, to the prison industrial complex where they locked them away and they can't reproduce. They give them drugs. All the poppies that were being grown in Afghanistan now the fentanyl. You know, China has encouraged the, basically the use of tobacco, with 1.2 million dying every single year. 3.5 million died in 2030. They're projecting that you know one third of all males will be dead in China by 2050. 
Russia, alcohol was used to basically make a, make a nation of alcoholics. Alcohol consumption has tripled in Russia, over 500,000 deaths annually because of alcohol. And it's on and on and on. All this is being pushed to destroy the population of the planet. And the, the psychosocial stuff, that's interesting how they do that, you know, with the homosexuality stuff and all the things that they're pushing. The 1960s drug use was, you know, with your sex and taboos are being ignored. You know, this is to break up the families and increase the contraceptive use to, plus to spread disease. I mean, Frankfurt School, all it wanted to do was do what its father wanted to do, come rob, kill, steal, and destroy. That's all it wanted. It wanted to destroy everything. It wanted to take the prayer out of schools. I mean, in 1973, we had the abortion made legal in the United States. We have 42 million children a year globally. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, 42 million yearly globally died from abortion. 115,000 daily in worldwide deaths. You know, 3,561 per day in the USA, unless because of Trump changing some of this stuff with Roe v. Wade, has gone down some. All of this stuff happens very quickly. The hippie culture of the 1960s, you know, was basically used to destroy the, the, the nuclear family. Then you had the LBGT movements in the 70s and the 80s and 90s, which pushed, you know, the acceptance of a non-reproductive lifestyle and the decriminalization of sodomy, which again was, you know, promoted by, you know, further promoted by BPA, soy, and xenoestrogen toxicity. All of this stuff is part of what they do to destroy it. Now, a friend of mine, Kevin Jordan, the other day said to me, we were talking about this. He goes, a lot of this stuff that's being used is basically sorcery and witchcraft. And he's right. Because what they do is they have, they have the, the, the witches and the warlocks and the weirdos and these people that are involved at the highest levels. They want to control the energetic field around the planet to control the hearts and the minds of the people around the planet to allow everybody that point to become evil all of the time and so we have to understand that and that if we don't have the ability to think clearly on our own in our own wavelength and our own frequency if our minds are being interfered with with you know constant amount of radiation radiation and you know and radio waves coming through us all of the time and target individuals is very very real by the way all of this stuff starts to affect people globally as far as believing these lies that these people are telling us you know, the change in the sexual confusion now, you know, about 15 to 20 percent, you know, of these children now that are 20 years age, age well, I can't, they're not children anymore, consider themselves to be bisexual. I mean, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, you, you, people are basically changing their sexes when they're 14, 15, 16 years old with, with hormones and chemicals and surgeries. Yeah, they do all of this to reduce the population and to honor their God, these sorcerers, Einsoff, the snake in a tree, which is an hermaphrodite. And then you have these other countries want to criminalize families, zero tolerance. They, they, when, you have, when you have domestic abuse and somebody fusses at somebody else and somebody's going to jail and they're breaking up the nuclear family that way, and they have three strikes or outlaws in some states you know, with millions of people basically in jail. And they can't get back out of jail, and it's, this is breaking up families so the people can't support their children. The people can't get jobs, and then you have people say, well, if you don't pay your child support, we're going to take your driver's license away. Again, more, more destruction of the nuclear family because now you don't have a driver's license. You want to support your child, but you can't drive back and forth to work. And then we have this massive problem we've had with these cars, especially during COVID, when we had this massive inflation of the used car market. And now we have millions of people turning their cars back in, filing bankruptcy, and many of them are being taken to court by the lenders and being given deficiency judgments. Many of these people have gone in and had their wives or their husbands or their uncles or their aunts or their mothers or their dads co-sign these loans. And now they're going after both parties in the land, in the loan. 
I, I knew one lady. She basically had a car she had bought during the peak of the COVID pandemic, and she had already filed bankruptcy once. She couldn't file bankruptcy again, so her credit was shot. So she bought a car that was worth about $40,000. She paid $65,000 for it. And now a couple of years later, she, you know, she, she has not had a job. She can't get a job. And now suddenly she can't make the payments on the car. So now they're coming out and say so they've repoed the car. And now they're coming after her and her mom with a deficiency lien and garnish the paychecks. All of this stuff is designed to destroy families all over the world. This is not just a one-time event. Millions of people are going through this right now. You know, probably because of you know lack of fluoridation in both Oregon and California. You know, people are realizing there are a lot of health enough not drinking tap water, and now they're realizing they have to go in and do other things to destroy the family and destroy the units. You know, the, the groups of people out there, and then this is basically incarceration mania globally. You know, this is the problem. We have millions of people here in the United States that have been incarcerated. That's right. Well, they can't reproduce anymore. It's being used to destroy families. Then you get child protection services. That's a hellish group of people who basically have been linked to child trafficking for years. You know, not everybody who works there has, but the groups in general have. Again, it targets primarily low-income families. If you ever have the Department of Family Services show up at your home, don't talk to them. Tell them you need an attorney present right now. Don't talk to them. Do me, do, trust me on this. Trust me on this one, guys. Don't talk to them. Say, I really need an attorney before I could talk to you, and don't sign anything. Talk to your attorney. Get legal advice before you do anything. Yeah, another 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 factor is placing women in the workforce. You know, because this is increasing is increasing numbers, and they tell the woman, you need to be all that you can be. You know, you need to be a, a mother and a housewife and a career executive, and all the things they do to stress women out so they don't get pregnant in their peak reproductive cycle years because they're busy pushing a career. And then they get in their late 30s and early 40s. They want to have kids, and they can't. Their body's no longer labeled to have children. The other day I was talking to my youngest daughter, and she goes, man, the women in this country have really blown it. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, I want it back like it was in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, Dad, when the woman does not have to work. And she raises the family and takes care of the household. You know, let me put it this way. It doesn't have to work outside of the home. But she's not having to go to work and try to provide. She says, I don't want to have to work my whole life to provide for my family. She says, it's ridiculous. And I said, I know. She says, but we want it back the way it used to be. We want a guy, a man to take care of us. Now, that just made a lot of you mad. I know it did. Stop for a second. I'm not saying that everybody's going to get married and not everybody's going to have a man or a woman to take care of them. What I'm saying is that let's put it in the order of God. Let's take a look at what God wants us to do with our lives and how he wants us to become one. Now, I'm going to stop for one second on this on this topic, and I'm going to go to another level here. With men, an alpha male, if he's given proper amounts of testosterone during the gestation process in which he's being developed in the womb, and the mother is not taking, you know, estrogen byproducts like soy or, you know, or estrogen that's put into the food supply into the meat supply, he develops because of the, the testosterone being produced by the mother's ovaries and because of the and her adrenal glands, he develops a left brain dominated hemisphere. Okay. On the other hand, when she's pregnant with a woman because they don't have the Y chromosome, the, the estrogen is more prevalent, and that child develops a right brain-dominated hemisphere. That's the way God designed it. Okay, So then when you become one flesh with a wife, and you have a spouse, and you have a love, and you have a person that's going to be your other half for the rest of your life, you become one flesh. You basically get together, and now you've got a complete brain. The guy's got the left-hand brain. The wife's got the right-hand brain, and so it works together. You become one. That's what Sharon and I had. You know, she was creative. She was intuitive. She was a great mother. Okay, 
I'm the analytical one. I'm the one that analyzes spreadsheets and flowcharts and all the rest of this stuff. I'm the one who basically manages the finances. She was the one who managed the household, and she worked her bottom off. She worked hard, raised four wonderful children, and she cleaned the house and kept the house clean. And, of course, I always had to try to have help for it and everything else, especially when the kids were young. And so we together created one. They don't want you to do that. They want the woman to believe that she has to be out into the workplace and she has to be working nine to five. And they even they pushed this with that once commercial back in the 70s. Uh, you, you could fry up the bacon. You could bring home the bacon. You could fry it up in a pan and never let you forget you're a man. Abilene or whatever it was, that, that commercial, you guys remember that. You watch it online. I've posted it before on the website as far as in the news feed. And this is what they programmed women to do. They, want, they don't want to have a complete brain in a relationship. They want the guys to be fighting against the women and the women to fight against the men. And now you guys know that I'm in, in the dating world again. And, you know, and, and, and here's, here's what I found. Different age groups of people that you go out and you date with have different interests, and they've had different levels of programming as far as what the world has done to them. And a lot of the women in their 50s and the 60s, what they found – and I found, and I've seen this, they've already had three or four different husbands that they've divorced and gotten settlements from. And that's the way they see they need to get more money for their lifestyle and their country club access. I'm just telling you what I've seen. I know not every woman's like that. I got that. All right. And there's some really good, great women out there in their 50s and their 60s. But I've seen all of this stuff, and that's all the programming because they want you to buy, 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 buy more stuff. And the only way you can buy more stuff is you have to get the money from somebody else or you have to sue somebody else, okay, or you have to go to work, and, and that's the programming here, and that's all designed by the Frankfurt School to promote cultural Marxism and the not having a male or female. That's all cultural Marxism. Remember, the guys who did this whole Frankfurt School were basing all of this out of the Zohar. They were Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, probably blood drinkers. They were a bunch of stinking weirdos, and they were very high – IQ intellectuals that were at Goethe University in Frankfurt in the 30s, and then Hitler took power in 33, signed the Enabling Act, and when he did that, they fled because Hitler really didn't like Jews, and they were primarily Jewish. They then went to Switzerland to hide. Apparently, Switzerland didn't want them. They threw them out, and they went to Columbia University and started cultural Marxism, the teaching of this stuff back in the 30s in the university systems and the Ivy League schools here in the United States. It was all to subvert the nuclear family, to bring us under rule of communism, under a one-world leadership, underneath the basically United Nations. All of this stuff was done to destroy the nuclear family because they knew they could not take the United States down with a nuclear family intact. And you have the husband sitting there going, I'm the left brain. Wife goes, I'm the right brain. And they're together as a team, and they're armed. I'm just, <laughs> just be blunt, and they're armed, and they're saying, nobody's touching my family. Nobody's touching my children. I will die to protect my wife. I will die to protect my children. You can't defeat a nation like that. You can't do it because everybody's willing to die to protect the family. But, ah, if you break down the nuclear family and you don't have the husband any longer running the family willing to die for his wife and you don't have the wife running the family willing to die for her husband and her children and nobody's willing to die for each other and everybody's willing to compromise now you could split it apart and break it up into little bitty pieces and you can have everybody fighting with everybody men hate women women hate men gays hate straights straights hate gays transgender hates everybody i mean it's on and on and on it's what they try to do and what they've done to us in the united states 
the, the Russians, you know, hate the hate the Germans. The Germans hate the Russians. The Russians hate the Americans. The Americans hate the Russians. It's just on and on and on. It's nauseating to me when you watch what they've done and they play this like we're pawns in the game, and they try to, and, and then you got the then you got the Methodists hates the Lutherans. The Lutherans hate the Baptists. And on and on and on and on. The, and you know, the Church of Christ, they think everybody's going to hell but them because they're the only ones saved. I said that because I was in a Church of Christ. They believe that. Pretty much all the other Protestant denominations were were basically not doing it right. On and on and on it goes until you have complete fracturing of the society in which everybody's mad at everybody all the time, including men with women. And you think, wow, wow, how did this happen? I'm telling you how it happened. It was done by lowering our IQ scores, and it was done through cultural Marxism. And it's just, you know, and this is why they put the women in the workplace, because they did it in increasingly greater numbers. It was to break up the families. It went full-blown after World War II. It destroyed the traditional nuclear family, plus destroying this nuclear family. They were able to basically destroy the population as far as after the baby boom happened. They, they, people didn't want to have babies anymore. The white people don't have babies anymore. Then they put it into the school system with this perversion, and they put in Common Core to destroy the minds of the youth, to further degrade them socially and physically and spiritually without even having PE anymore. They do it socially. I mean gay is good. Trans is good. Bigender is good. Buys good. They teach them all this. And so all of this stuff, they put the GMO lunches into the food supply. They give them shots. They destroy them spiritually or Darwinian theories telling you you came from a monkey. And now the schools are basically going to go year-round in some areas. And why? Because the curriculum? Because the Pavlov in classical conditioning is made more difficult by conditioning through the home. So in other words, if you tell a child these lies, but they come home for the summer, you can't tell them the lies anymore because the parents are saying that's all a lie. So they want them year-round because they don't want the parents trying to teach them and leading them for three months out of the year. That's why they're doing all of this stuff with some cities and some states, or they, they've cut the summer recess way, way down. They say, well, well, you lose too much of the stuff that you reti- you, you're supposed to learn if you're home for the summer. No, the programming and the conditioning starts to break down a little bit. You know, this is a, a working woman has much less time for her children. It's just the way it is. You know, chronic, you know, Unemployment is becoming a problem now globally. You know, more men would you know, rather have jobs if, if the pressure was more men, men. More men would have jobs if the pressure wasn't put on women to get a college to get a job. All of this stuff happens. And, and let's talk about the trillion-dollar loan bubble, which cannot be repaid. Or, you know, 80% of the graduates not using the degree. You know, this pits women against men again. The woman got the job. The guy didn't get the job. On and on and on. Then it changes the gender roles. And, and pretty soon, the women are running the men. I had a lady ask me the other day, and I was talking to her, and she said, where have all the alpha men gone? I said, I can actually answer that question. Between the BPA and the Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism and women's liberation, they've been pushed down into a hole. They're scared to say anything. They want to sit around in their parents' basement the whole life, their whole lives and play video games. I see it over and over again. You know, then we have, you know, we have, we've got fertility clinics everywhere in the United States because people are having such a hard time now getting pregnant because of diethylsilvestrol that was used and, you know, injected into these women and given to them years ago and also because of different hormones. And all of this stuff, we've been socially engineered to consume goods through slick marketing and propaganda and the use of sex in marketing, particularly towards men who in many cases, you know, still control the family's finances. You know, here, let me let me say something. Talk, let me say something different in a male brain versus a female brain. When a woman sees a handsome guy, she thinks it's a nice looking guy, right? When a man sees a provocatively dressed woman, it activates a portion of his brain known as the nucleus of Cubans. The same activation that occurs when a man is starving and sees food on a table across the room. He sees the woman and the nucleus of Cubans tightens up 
and basically he has an instantaneous involuntary desire to consume the image. You know, it's not necessarily the person he wants to consume, obviously, but the image of seeing this woman. That's why so much sexual advertising is aimed at men. This is why pornography is so damaging to the family. And it stops sex between the man and the wife, which prevents them from having children, which further decreases the population. This is another reason that porn was introduced into the population. It was population control. Some men watch porn so much they simply don't want to have women anymore. So just watch porn. They don't have any babies. And now they're coming out with these sex dolls that look like human women that don't yell and scream and fuss and cuss at you. And guys are buying those crazy looking things now. And, you know, we need to understand this whole thing needs to be basically be taken off the Internet. This, this pornography needs to go away. And so many people believe – and it's mind-boggling to me when I talk to people that there's nothing wrong with porn, that it's okay. And I'm like, wow, you know, who dropped you on your head you know, when you were little? I mean why do you think watching stuff that debases human beings is okay? You know, a lot of guys go to strip clubs. A lot of women go to strip clubs. And I'm like, what the heck? Why do you want to watch that? Why do you want to see somebody debase themselves and debase humanity in general by going to places like this? But they don't think there's anything wrong with it, or they wouldn't be going there. And it's it's mind but it's mind boggling to me this has happened. The media has conditioned both men and women to become rabid consumers. So like every year, people are hurt and stampedes that you know that happen on Black Friday. I mean, people, oh, I'm going to go buy this. I'm going to go buy that. You know, they're they're basically becoming self-centered and have basically regulated children to the secondary status of the state school system that's supposed to raise them. And they've not taken their responsibility on what they need to do as a family. You know, then you got foreign aid has, you know, has ballooned to the World Bank loans, followed by the International Monetary Fund and the World Economic Forum, causing all of this austerity, especially in countries like Venezuela and Greece and Ecuador. Programs have destroyed the ability of many families in other countries to supply for their children. Look at Greece. Again, the Rothschild, Sabbatean, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan groups have deprived the poor nations – of the revenue to build infrastructure and supply social programs, and this has caused massive poverty in the developing world. It happens all over the place. I mean, Greece pretty much is so far in debt now, it's unreal, and all of the EU had to sign on to their debt structure. It was, it's insanity, especially Germany, because Germany was debt-free pretty much, so they signed them on to the debt of these other countries to make sure they were enslaved properly. You know, resources are being repeatedly used rather than for, for war. We see what's happening with Ukraine and what's happening now in Gaza. To destroy different nations and to spread weapons throughout the world and get them trafficked through the black markets. And so all of this stuff is being done to continue to destroy the population of the planet. You know, 90% of the world's population has been born in the past 50, 60 years. And they're born in developing worlds, countries that, that could at least afford to have more kids. Approximately 100 million people are born in the world every single year. That's a lot of people. And that's why they're trying to cut all that down, 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 because they know that if they don't cut it down, they're going to have the problem here as far as feeding everybody. But this is what they've done to basically reduce the population of the planet. This is just part of it. And I really wanted to talk about that today because, guys, it's so important that we understand that if we do not do what we're supposed to do here as Christians, if we don't have the abilities to basically go out and do what we need to do as far as believers in Christ – and talk to other people about who Jesus is, what good are we doing here? I mean, we're only here for a little while. And these, these transgender, globalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan weirdos, they know that. And they know that the older the people are, over the age of 40 in this case, that they're not going to be able to influence the young people if they, once they die. 
and we see this. And what's going to happen to the United States? What's going to happen to the world when these kids who are coming up now, and some of the some of them say 50 percent of them think they're bisexual, when they actually get into the workforce and they get into the workplace and they start running everything? What a mess because they've been programmed when they were five and six years old. They could be anything they want to be, including a cat with litter boxes being put in the dog on bathrooms of some schools because some children identify as cats. I mean, what, what, these people are just mentally ill for doing stuff like that, and not necessarily the children, but the people in the school systems that are doing that. All of this stuff. Look, look at look at the look at the bees and the birds and all the stuff that we we have that are dying everywhere. You know, the GMOs are literally changing our DNA, causing even animals exposed to them to die. And, and basically to just fall from the sky. I've seen it happen. You know, bird migration, you know, it basically drops way, 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 way down. And this bird migration is that's through their DNA, but they're changing that too. I mean, your body is 86% water. Water carries sound waves or frequency. And when you get dehydrated, you can't resonate properly with your body. And, and that's you know how sound and all these different things work. And, you know, and we have to understand something. From a physics standpoint, they understand that our universe is an infinite scalar fractal embedded toroidal field it's like four donuts that are being laid down on the table and we're at the center of that with the black hole where the milky way galaxy is and when you speak things and do things and you create scalar energy it does like a figure eight around this toroidal field and encompasses the entire universe instantaneously because it has no variable in time space so we need to understand that when we pray we literally change the fabric of time space and if we do that we can come into this mess that we're in right now, and we can start changing the world. And they know that we have the ability to do that. You know, the eugenics Rockefellers group, they, they're liars. They say that our DNA is only a basic template to make, you know, protein. It's nonsense. That's why only 40% of them tell us that we just 40% of our DNA, they tell us is junk DNA. No, that's not true. 93% of DNA functions with light and sound transmission and reception and upregulation to remanifest itself into the HTO that were part of the you know a part of the God's creation. Your, your your DNA is a Tesla transformer coil. It acts as a spiritual receiver to source you and connect you to God into the thirteenth dimension. If that's where God is, some people say it's the thirteenth dimension. And all of this stuff is basically sent to us by God. He made us in His image. So you're a you, you know you're a you're a child of the Most High God. If you accept Christ as the Son of the Most High, you know you're miraculously re redone you become you become an absolute copy of what christ is through you and so god no longer sees you he sees jesus when you accept christ and see and this is the thing that we need to do as christians if the christians would stand up for what they believe if the christians would stand up for the rights of little children if the christians would stand up for the unity of the believer and for the family unit if the christians would stand up for the fact that we're made in the image of the most high god and we can do all things to christ who strengthens us and that this is the day the lord hath made and we will rejoice and we'll be glad at it and no we're not going to allow the politicians to do this we're not going to allow the local county board members to do this we're not going to allow the local city commissioners to do this we're going to get involved like i talked about earlier this week in politics and in, in, the, in the local stuff that we have to get involved in and at least if you don't want to run for office at least get up there and protest what they're doing so everybody can hear you that's what austin and i did a few years ago with the school board meetings and with the county commission we were having these crazy warehouses that we got stuck with anyhow but at least we made our voices known and the other day i was i went by the mini warehouses and the contractor was out there and he was he saw him saw me and he goes well ask you what you're doing here because they weren't open yet and i said i'll just see what you guys had built and he goes we remember you from the board meeting we remember you from the city commissioner meeting we remember you from the county i said oh yeah i know you remember me 
And I said, but I got to admit, you, you built nice many warehouses. I didn't know they'd be this nice. And they were. They're the nicest many warehouses I've ever seen. So at least we were able to force that on them to make a lot of changes in what they were putting into our neighborhood. But the reality is that if we don't do anything, no changes are going to be made. My mom used to always say to me, and this is something I guess she'd probably heard from Goebbels, I don't know, when she was in Germany. She always said, if you give up, you lose. And isn't that the truth? If you give up, you lose. There's nothing we can do if we give up. The Bible says in Proverbs, and it says that, or maybe in Ecclesiastes, I can't remember, that a live dog is better than a dead lion. Let me repeat that, that a live dog is better than a dead lion. And, you know, I heard another pastor say one time that even a dead fish you know, could float downstream. You have to go upstream and go against the flow. And that's what we do on the Ted and Austin Brower Show. And that's why we want to thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. When you get your toothpaste from us that doesn't have fluoride, when you get your vitamins from us that don't have GMO ingredients, when you get your vitamins from us that give you the proper nutrient density to feel good, have tremendous energy all the days of your life, when you get those from us, it supports broadcasts like we're doing today. This is new information as of today. I've added a lot of stuff to this particular one. This is a this is a broadcast that I did, oh my gosh, years ago, but I haven't done it since then. So I want to add all these other things into it today to make it a green show because I want you guys to know that we're here for you. You know, ask, ask Dr. Ted B at Yahoo.com. I'm finally caught up on that. So if you want to send me an email, you can ask Dr. Ted B at Yahoo.com. And that's a personal email that comes straight to me. Now, don't send me ugly stuff. Okay, If you send me ugly stuff, all I'm going to do is block you and delete you. I'm going to let you know that. If you want to ask me specific questions, just ask me the questions. Now, in the event that you don't hear back from me in a week or two, it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I'm answering other emails and I'm busy doing this stuff because sometimes I get deluged with this stuff because I'm also you know, you know, know, helping Austin to run Health Masters and all the other things that I'm having to do now. It's involving the office. In fact, good news is we're about to go to video on this podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to that. We're going to have fun with all that. And we'll be putting it on a different different platforms you know, around the world so people can hear the show and see us talk, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you to know something. I love you guys. And you know, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys so many times. I'm going to do it right now. Father, I pray for my listeners right now. I ask that you bless them and that you keep them, that you allow your face to shine upon them, Lord, that you're gracious unto them, that you grant them grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship, a long life, and good health, Lord. I pray that you give them resolve to stand their ground, to put on the full armor of God, and to do everything they possibly can to bring honor and glory to you in all the areas of their life, Father. I pray that you bless them and keep them, Father. That your face shine upon them, Lord. I station angels all around them, Lord, those ministering spirits. I plead the blood of Christ over them, Lord, to permeate them and to change them. I basically station angels, plead the blood of Jesus, and I put a hedge of thorns around them, Lord, to protect them against the evil one, Lord. And I thank you for the grace and the mercy that you've given them and the strength that you've given them to stand their ground, Lord. I thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. And, guys, I want you to know I pray for you guys all the time. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Very rarely, but I still do that every once in a while because I take melatonin lets me sleep through the night. Just thought I'd mention that. But the reality is that when I do pray for you guys, I sincerely believe and know that you're my family. And I thank you for all the support you've given me in the past year with the passing of Sharon. I thank you for that. You guys mean the absolute world to me for what you've done for me and this outpouring of love that you've given to me and to Austin and the, and the Health Masters through your support in the past year and a half. You guys are absolutely amazing. 
and I really, really appreciate you. And I absolutely love it when you send me emails and I get to talk to you and send you. Now, now if you do send me an email and all you're doing is sending me a link to a news story or a news show and you don't want to comment back, I'm not going to really comment on it because I don't have time to sit there and watch the news, you know, the link. I watch some of the links, some of them I don't watch. If you send me a paragraph with 10 questions and you send me 10 paragraphs with 10 more questions and you send me 100 questions, chances are I'm going to give you a thumbs up and that'll be it. I don't have time to answer all of that, so we need to be aware of that too. But always remember, guys, and I'm here for you. Uh, the other day, someone called me up and they had this chronic cough and they couldn't shake it. They'd gone on antibiotics, they couldn't shake it. Well, I knew how to get rid of it. And, I, and basically, I told him exactly what to do. He calls me up the next day, he goes, I can't believe it. My cough's getting better. I've had this for a month. See, all of this kind of stuff is the stuff that we share with you and we try to help you with. And remember, take your vitamins, take your B complex, because the B complex is what energizes the Krebs cycle, the ATP cycle, and gives your body tremendous energy. You take eyesight if you're having issues with your eyes. I've been using that product. It's been working great for my eyes. I love it. You know, I take magnesium brain food every single day. You know, I take omega-3 fats on an ongoing basis. I take the D3 10,000 a couple times a day. You don't need that every single day if you're taking it you know, a couple times a week. And get your D3 levels tested on a regular basis. I take the vitamin C with antioxidants every single day. I take five in the morning and five at night every single night. I take the zinc. I take all of these things every single day, the vitamin E, to maintain my stamina and my strength. Guys, I love you. I really, really appreciate you. And I thank God Almighty for you. Because we, we, listeners to the Ted Nelson Brower Show, we as Christians, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.